0: There's going to be people that are, that are different. I want her to understand one herself, know herself, love herself in those spaces, which is a lot of work that has been going on before we even start with school.
1: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another edition of Dads on Purpose, the podcast, man. I'm your host, Josh Ashford, and as always, I got the big homie KB, man. I didn't even say it, but he ready. He was ready. He was ready to come in there, big homie Kevin Burgans. <laughs> hey y'all, it is summertime. Woo! I mean, never lie, bro. Look, I <laughs> I'm not gonna go down this rabbit hole, but we were just complaining about it before <laughs> the show came on. We in Texas. They don't want us to Man. use our AC. They don't want us to be great. They want us to go to sleep with the AC on 82. It's not happening anyway. The grid is already messing up, and we just got started. This is the first week of heat. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. (laughs) Shout out to our guest, bro. DJ, all the way up there from Columbus, Ohio. What's good, bro?
0: You good, everybody? DJ Durrell, a.k.a. your favorite. And I'm here to talk about this fatherhood work that we've been doing. Is that what we're talking about? I mean, this is Dad for Purpose, right? Yeah. So you
1: watch the show. You watch the show. You watch the show. I thought and you know we don't never I, we don't I, never have no agenda.
2: No, it, 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 I know it. that.
0: I know that. It, oh I figured something following up. Just re- reading your shirts. <laughs> hey <damn. laughs>
2: bing 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 bing. bing, bing.
1: <laughs> Yo, DJ, real quick, man. Tell us I uh, start off real let's let's start it off real light, man, because I know, I know you doing the DJ thing. You about to start the Twitch and all that stuff, man. How do? Cause you got you got like a fresh kid. Like I got a fresh kid, and you got a fresh kid. Like how old is your your youngest? Like eight, nine, ten months.
0: She will be ten months on the twenty first, so she's currently nine months. Okay. Okay. So yeah, the so quarantine kid. baby.
1: Yeah, bro, mm. bro. I be mm. trying to tell people it's a different about definition. COVID kids, <laughs> they don't like nobody. Like they, mm. they're not trying to go to nobody's hands. Like, sorry, no. But um, but yeah, man. So you got you got a fresh kid, and then you got you know I think a toddler, um, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Correct, and a little bit over that. Whatever doing the DJ thing, a,
0: a big kid, whatever they call. Them. Yeah. A big
1: kid. <laughs> 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 but you know, how are you doing the how are you doing the DJ thing and having the kids? Because like you also do gigs like away from the house, like you you about to do the Twitch, but that's at the house. But you also do things away from the house, and so like usually people want to have the events either like on the weekends or like the evenings or stuff like that. But like how how are you and Wifey working that out, man?
0: Communication is the biggest thing. Um family calendar, um, knowing what she has planned and what she wants, all those things happen first mm. before I even like um accept a gig. Um since I've been married and with children, my gigs that I accept have changed. I don't I don't take any gigs <laughs> that are like I don't take any club gigs. I don't do turn ups. Um I'm more of a corporate wedding family DJ Aha. for the most part because I, I want to get, want to come home. That the <laughs> basic for all this is that I want to come home and I don't want no wait wait, 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 you, know, you, you want to come so, home like you going, you going to get in
1: a fight at the club or
0: you going to get in a fight when you get home? Like, no, 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 it's not. My home is safe and that's where I like to be outside of home is where it's not safe. Um, especially if you're doing clubs and you're doing stuff where people yeah. have a lot of drinks and whatever else is involved, I I don't put myself in those situations no more. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. That's like dope. That, that's dope. I like yeah, I like I, I like, I like, I like. One of the things that stood out to me was the uh, calendar, bro. Like people don't understand, man. Calendar oh, saves man. your life. It if, took us a.
1: If your spouse uses well, it, uh, no shade, no tea to my wife. Because <laughs> I put things on the calendar. <laughs> And she'd be like, "Where are you going today? Did you check the calendar?" Go ahead,
2: go ahead. But 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 communication comes with it, and I know for 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 a while, my wife um, transitioning to saying, "Hey, you should have known that." To oh well, it wasn't on the calendar. I get it, or it was on the calendar. You still didn't do it. What's up with that? Or you didn't plan for it. So it is a transition to get your spouse and your family in like learned habit of checking the calendar and putting things on the calendar, but bro, that has been the biggest lifesaver for me because then I don't have to remember like I don't know about y'all, but I'm horrible about remembering appointments, times, and all that good jazz. And then Same. you get you get a student or somebody wants you to come and speak. You're like, yeah, I could do that. And then I get a call later today when I put it on the calendar. Well, you know you got such and such. Here we go. So
1: man, I can't come. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: My wife said I can't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a good one, man. I like that. Put it on the calendar. Use the calendar, man. All right. That's dope.
1: Bro, and, and I don't... People try to make it so hard. You got to like,
2: know, you know, know how to communicate. Huh?
1: <coughs> what did you say? DJ?
0: I was saying you got to know how to communicate. So the calendar plus... Sometimes is what's necessary. So, like the calendar plus the personal reminder plus the what you're doing this week. Did you mm. forget that I, I had? that was I was about to ask on. you. I
1: was about to ask you, bro. Like, can you over communicate? Like, is that a thing?
0: Because she can, because she definitely does. Um, but I'm in <laughs> this podcast to her. I don't. <laughs> she knows. I I have told her. I'm like, yo, you don't need to say that anymore. I'm like, I know. I remember, and it's real. Yeah. down. Um, so that's another conversation we've had. Over communicate. Over
2: communication. What'd you say, Kev? I say over communication has been a conversation y'all've had. Y'all gonna have a conversation <laughs> about
1: conversating, <laughs> bro. But listen, there, there. Are, but no, but for real though, there's times like where, and I don't want to say over communicate, but like, so me, I'm, <laughs> I'm real good about letting my wife know if, because uh, you know I network, I do a lot of networking stuff and things like that. So a lot of my networking partners are females, mm. just the way it is. And so if I'm doing something with a woman uh like the other day you know what I'm saying like we we got the fatherhood brand there was one of my friends that was coming to the house to grab some shirts and some hats for uh for fathers day and so <laughs> yo wifey i look she coming over at this time she coming to get this and this da, 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 da. i don't want nobody outside uh none of my neighbors saying well Josh had this young lady over. Th- no, <laughs> listen. First of all, Karen. Anyway, you feel me? Like it's yeah. Is there is there any other time that y'all communicate like that? And look, we didn't even got into the podcast because it's not what we're talking about. So this is just us, talking.
0: <laughs> for sure. I know I have. I and as a DJ, it's like mm-hmm. who booked you? What are they looking mm-hmm. you for? Who's gonna be there? Those type of things it's not even just like a sneaky thing it's just out of respect because yeah. one our city is is our city isn't small, but our black community is, and optics are important um mm-hmm. how you look and how things can look you could be in the background of a photo networking, but mm. if you are like networking too close in the background and your wife is like <laughs> what was that. <laughs> That can be a legit <laughs> concern when you come home. It's just all those things is where you just you just got to know. Yeah, you got to know. And networking can be an issue for some, and we've got over our hump. It's been an issue for us, um, and mm. not just being transparent because I'm a I might even say I'm friendly, but I I don't know people who like me really like me, and when they get the chance to get to know me, they like feel like I'm like their person. Rather yeah. like their best yeah. friend or their confidant, somebody they can talk to, and yep. I can't be that. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. got to choose somebody yeah. else. Uh, it's cool that you feel <laughs> that you trust me. Nah, you got to do somebody else, man. I, I can't be. Yeah. Yeah, I got that for my wife, my mm-hmm. daughters, and my mom. That's who I am yeah. for them. I can't and I won't do that for anybody else. Yeah, Bruh, I
2: think I, I think it's I think it's kind of tough and difficult for people like DJ like DJ and myself because even though that DJ doesn't want to be a uh, what's the word popular person he's the DJ though so everybody wants to come and talk to the DJ and get to know the DJ regardless of who they are or yeah, what they cool. look like you know what I mean um, and I think oh he froze on us
0: yeah, he froze on us <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man! If if, ahead, if the people now, in the, the podcast were, well, it, it would be hilarious. Out, oh, he's back. Ow, he, back. <laughs> he kicked him out. <laughs> but um, one one of the things that things that I had to realize too about um myself was that I'm more I'm a highly relational person, and my wife had to understand that. Like, mm. bro, it's not that I'm out here trying to pick up girls and stuff. I'm just listening, caring, being compassionate as a minister too, right? Like You're not gonna use y'all. that minister. But not. but y'all y'all don't y'all don't understand, man. Like it's it's so so easy it's so Mm -hmm. easy to be tempted. It's so easy to be approached. It's so easy, especially if you're somebody like me, I'm naive. I don't care. Like, I just want to, I want, I want to make sure that you feel loved, you feel supported and that you understand that there, that uh, God loves you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I would find myself face to face with somebody. And, and it's beautiful that we did grow up in, well, I grew up in ministry, with great ministers because they not even taught me they taught my wife and even we had to teach my wife like hey if he's over there with a female for more than five minutes she ain't about she ain't about like you know what i mean like trying to really get some help like it's something more than that you need to go around and be like yo hey i am his hey how you doing how you you know lady begins, know. what what's up <laughs> does not make sense so <laughs> dj's back Hold on, bad man. Oh man, man, you didn't messed it all (laughs) up. I (laughs) messed it all up. What (laughs) happened, bro? You froze on us, man. Like you were locked down. You froze on us like this. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Yo, he frozen." (laughs) We good, but I was just, yeah, we good now. It looked like it looked like we got a better connection too. So yeah, Yeah, um, but we were just move. I couldn't even see you moving, kid. So I bet bet. Um, I was just talking about um how just as a minister, like um and me being not me being more of a person of a caring person, someone who wants to help people, and having to be careful of whom is in my presence and how long I'm spending my time with that other person, and so and I was just telling Josh like we had to have minister training where we had ministers around us that would train even taught my wife like if we're at the after service or you know at church and just women are around me more than you know you know how it is bro you you more than five minutes you you digging you digging for something you looking for something but you know just the idea of knowing like kevin's not thinking about how this looks kevin's not thinking about what that person is getting out of this kevin's just like being kevin and wanting to love on the person and that person could be taking something else out of the situation. So my wife needs to be present in order to be like, Hey, yeah, how you doing? Hmm. This is my husband. I'm, you know, <laughs> and just to be that <laughs> intersector in between.
1: Yeah. No, but bro, I was I was gonna say that's uh that's exactly what I do. So if if I'm with my wife at the time, I'm gonna bring her over and introduce her at the same time because I, I noticed something when <laughs> when, I, when I got married, um, I lost a lot of my friends because mm-hmm. a lot. Most of my friends were females, and, and rightfully so. So I mean, I don't. I don't need to kick with you anymore all the time. We don't need to go to lunch all the time, and yeah, like, we, I'm good. Like you know what I mean. And as far as like with men, I never. I've never had like a lot of dude friends that mm-hmm. like I stuck with. You feel me? So like I had yeah. some, but like I never really had any. So when I got married, I was just like, I don't have nobody else around, and so. I had to uh, get used to like making sure that I wasn't putting off the bat the wrong image when I'm sitting there talking to you know any anybody whether it's because I do a lot of my church whether that's uh, you know in the college ministry in the high school ministry. Um and things like that. And I don't I don't want to give off that impression there either. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, yeah. if, if we talking, like if we conversating about school or something like that, oh, okay, where, where's your parents? Okay, where's where's somebody else? So we can bring it into this conversation because mm-hmm. I don't ever want to give the impression that I'm out here doing something wrong. You feel me? Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's just something that but like like I told y'all, this ain't even a podcast. Like I right? got a whole other I got a whole other prompt, but I think but man, this, this is good
2: though. That, like this, this is podcast. good. This is yeah. good, bro. Cause I was about to say, man, did y'all get that first seat? Six months with that ring on your finger
1: no man it was
2: oh bro it'll be oh, like so hey, can I you help i'm gonna let you go dj can, can you, you help, help me
1: do this no the reason why i didn't is because i i don't wear my ring and it's not because i'm trying to give i don't, I don't like i don't want like wearing jewelry i don't mm. wear nothing i don't even got my fitbit Ooh. on anymore i just bought it this week <laughs> look at this <laughs> you know what i
0: mean like, <laughs> dude, like, <laughs> But I don't
2: like wearing jewelry. Hey, hey, they're like, hey, you better not leave this house without your <laughs> wig on. <out."
0: laughs>
1: but no, my, so look, my, my wife loves when I do wear it. Matter of fact, like we, I don't know how much we spent on mine, but I was mad. It was like a couple hundred dollars. I was mad at that. I was like, give me a rubber band one, like one of the rubber joints. And so I had like four of those, but then I stopped wearing those because they kept making my fingers sweat. But now... It, Oh, where's she at? I, I got. To be I want to be, <laughs> like, if I wanna be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm trying to put on the grown man charm or something like that, I might make sure I put it on. Be like, hey, baby, you see, I got my ring on.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's like, a I, I just, type of she she's she cool it.
1: with me not wearing it, and she knows I don't like wearing it. Not like I'm trying to do something shady. I just and so
2: when I do wear it, she's just like, hmm. DJ, is that go that that goes over in your house like that? Can you Ooh. can you get a- <laughs> No, no, no no. <laughs> no. no, 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 not
0: today. <laughs> it's not going down like we we on vacation and we got the rubber rings for when we take this off on vacation mm-hmm. to make sure that wherever we are, it is well known from a long distance that it is what it is. Um and and again, I don't I don't think it's an issue of trust. I don't think it's an issue of flirtation thing. I think it's just how she maybe mm-hmm. sees yeah. the whole thing. And this is the whole package that she may see. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm not mm. trying to... We all. I'm not even saying that you are. I'm just saying that I, I know my wife and that may be her picture. And that is the yeah. thing where I've had to understand that it, it may not be my picture. It may not... It don't mean nothing to me. But mm-hmm. she has a picture of what... Uh, a husband will look like she has a picture of what family will look like and i have to understand that there is a view or a vision that she has i can fit that i'm here to fit that and i don't need to push against it so that's where we are and i've had to learn that too i'm mm. saying this from from growth not from understanding it from I, the yeah, beginning nice.
1: it's all nice. you, it's about knowing your spouse yeah mm-hmm. knowing your spouse like kev know that his wife want a hot meal when she come home so he better make that Zatarans uh, straight up
0: <laughs> And <then it's>
2: nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey man just a hot meal period you just got to get in there and make it happen yeah. hey. <clears throat> we're gonna get into the podcast <laughs> we already in it bro <laughs> <So> we, <laughs> hold on, we, we about 20
1: minutes into it look man here's what i want to talk about because and it's, I've been quiet. So like, I don't really post on social media like that anymore, just cause I mean, for the most part, I don't really care. Um, but this whole, <laughs> this whole Juneteenth becoming a federal holiday, but at the same time, uh, all these states are like altering what they can teach in the schools And and so I'm it's it's boiling because I I live in a predominantly white city, county, state, country. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so it's um you you try not to be the angry black man. You feel me? But when does it kind of when do you kind of just be like, look, man, f this stuff. Like, f what y'all talk about. (laughs) Um, But no, here's here's what I want to talk about because. We, we, we have, we got February, the shortest month, is Black History Month, cool. Uh, we got Juneteenth as a federal holiday, cool. But now they're taking out what teachers can teach in our school, and so the whole story really won't get told. So my question, and it's a loaded question, and it's a long question,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: so we're just going to talk through it, and that's cool. But what are you guys going to be doing to really instilling the truth in, in your kids and i know kev you know kendall she's 13 so she's uh she's a little bit more advanced than our kids because my daughter's two and a half and whatever <laughs> you know what i mean but like what where do we go at that like this ain't this ain't even a lighthearted uh, topic but this is <laughs> yeah. this is just like this is what's been on my mind and i'm just like what are you looking at is kendall over there
2: Nah, it's the puppy, bro. Oh, like
1: the puppy outside, bro.
2: The dog is acting like a cat. Like, you know, cats will get on top of your couch and walk on the couch and sit down.
1: And I'm like, like
2: you're what are you doing? I don't like
1: like her. I don't want (laughs) (laughs) my wife. Anyway, yeah, (laughs) going back
2: to that.
1: Anyway. But yeah, no, no, no. So like, what, what? I mean, what, what are some? And not even, man. I'm not even trying to make this heavy or deep or anything like that. But like, what are some of the things that we're gonna we're gonna do, like in our household to to really speak the truth, bro? And I, I mean, hell, we've been doing it for since jump. Yeah, I guess what's gonna change, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. DJ, what you got, bro?
0: So DJ, bro, for me, no,
2: um, no, <laughs> no. Nah, nah.
0: I was just trying to make sure I waited. So. This is this is a great question. Me and my wife just had partial conversations about this earlier today. Um, it kind of goes along with the transition from my daughter about to be five. We just went to visit where her school is. Her about to start kindergarten in the fall. And we visited the school yesterday. It's not even like a parent or orientation thing, but it's like a come see what the school is like for your kindergartner so you can get prepared. Cool. Mm-hmm. I went there and I let my wife pick the school because i'm not from here so she knows what school is the best this is a school for the arts my daughter is really into all this stuff all, all the arts everything like that so that that makes a difference but
2: to so the it, thing is it a private school
0: no it's a it was a lottery that we that you could that you could possibly get into so Got you. Got you. it's the highest level public school in columbus um saying that when we visited all the people are white there um That wasn't the demographic I was told when when we were (laughs) discussing it. (laughs) Um, And that was, as she knew from the beginning, it was an issue to me because I don't want my daughter to go to an all-white school. I don't want my daughter to even go to an all-black school. I want culture. I want mixture. I want all that stuff. And I know that the history has to be told starting from us, but also has to be reinforced at the schools with legit stuff. So saying all that, that just gives you where I'm at. Um, I am very much into understanding our culture, understanding uh, understanding um, the truth behind everything. Of course, my daughter is about to be five, so I'm not telling her about slavery from the jump. But those conversations will come up. I will be reviewing her work, and I will be pushing back. Those are things that I feel very specific about, not only in education but in our workplace. I've been mm-hmm. an advocate for the same stuff in my job. Like, yo, y'all talking about Cinco de Mayo, but y'all ignored Juneteenth. This is something I, I, I spoke about last year. Then we got the half day um, and then like now they're celebrating this and everything. So I already know that I'm going to be the one that will say something and raise my hand because I know it has to be done. Mm-hmm. Of course it has to be done in the, in the house, but also I want it to be truthfully told. Even if we have to continuously like push, push, push I don't want it to be like I didn't try. So mm-hmm. um whatever it is, I'm gonna be the first one to raise my hand, like yo. So what are you guys gonna say about this?
2: Bro,
1: on GP, I swear if someone tries to turn Juneteenth into the black Stink on the mile, mm-hmm. it's on site. Like we're They're not gonna
0: commercialize <laughs> it.
1: Well, I'm like, bro, we we we're not taking off, we're not going to drink Mickey's and uh Mad Dog. And, and smoke black miles. That's not what we... That's what we're not going to do. I'm we won't. Just
2: let you, uh, but, 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 but <laughs> that's what Juneteenth was a big celebration in Texas. And so that's the history. And we have to understand the history. Emancipation Park, Houston, Texas. Like, all of that is a part of the Juneteenth history. And so once they heard they would celebrate every year with the barbecues and with the kickouts and with the hangbacks. And I think that's the most important thing is that don't just make it a holiday without the history. Like don't, don't, don't just say, Oh, now that I know that's just like Tulsa. Now that I know, like, come on, man. Like we gotta do, we gotta do it justice and we gotta do, we gotta do some work and we have to do the work starting off at the home. But um, like DJ was saying, I went to visit the school. I noticed the school dynamics. I noticed the school makeup. Now it's up to DJ and the families that go into the that goes to school in that district to fight. I'm tired of us, bro. I've been, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, bro. I've been in the school districts for over ten years, working for men of color and working to help our men of color. And we do a lot of talk and we do a lot of small things but the big things happens in our state educational system. So you want the, you want the, you want the textbooks to be changed? Like the parents push back and we have to push back as a a whole on a state level, hold our accountables on a district level and then hold our schools accountable on a school level. And, um, I think that, that's how we change it. We can no longer continue to try to say, okay, this history, this history, and the law, the law that's in Texas, DJ bro, they're going to make Texas history about patriotism. Well, we know that it's not about patriotism. These were killers who came into Texas, killed the Indians in Texas, and then went to war with Mexico because Mexico didn't want slavery, but we're going to label them heroes. And that's not true. So for me, what I've done is, happen they're gonna they have to read their social study books the teacher to teach the best way that they can and they're going to be car karket- teachers trying to teach the history but then we have to enlighten give be the duty of enlighten, enlighten them on the true history when they come to us so when they got to the alamo it was like babe so let's go ahead and talk about what the alamo really was and what the alamo really is Bruh, they and so- the
1: alamo <laughs> that's what, that's what drives me crazy they always talk about remember the Alamo. Like, Texas lost.
0: <laughs> like,
1: and I mean, like, like no shade. Like, I get it. It's about, oh, the fighting spirit and the things like And I get it. But, like, you lost.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I want to add also that with parenting, I've learned a lot of exposure is good. But context is also what's much better. So, like... Mm-hmm. I know that we have to bring context to everything that they're going to be teaching them in school Um, and giving our side, our version um, to our daughter and letting her know these things and exposing her to this stuff that is age appropriate. And some, uh, sometimes a little bit before so that she can know before it's Mm -hmm. taught to her Mm -hmm. um, from these white teachers about Mm -hmm. what actually happened. So she can Mm -hmm. either be like, nah, my daddy said, and I read, and I saw this interview from this person that said this. So what are, where are you coming from, teacher? Like yeah. one of those things, not not to be disrespectful, not to be a smart Alec person, but um I, I just want her to be exposed and educated with the mm-hmm. context of everything. And uh-huh. that's my responsibility. That's <clears throat> my if I'm going to be an active father, activity has to be. Um, yeah all around in in yeah. education and everything
2: yeah yeah and 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 it's important like I think dads and single parent women have to understand how important it is for dads to be involved in the educational system process and I don't think that um we are seen to be because we've always put it off on the mom but it's very important for us to be present in the education just as much as at home, like we're talking about being present at home, we have to be present at the schools. We have to be present in their education,
1: bro. So, Kev, you know, you know where I live, like you know the yeah. area, and, yeah. Uh, man, that was that was like. We're talking about the schools and and the makeup, and you talk about DJ. You know, like the dynamics or whatever it's called of the school wasn't what you were told, and man, that was one of the the hardest things for not hardest things, but one of the biggest decisions for us because like where I live in the city I live, there's only fifteen thousand people. It don't, but don't get wrong, like it borders next to two cities that are 100,000. So we're just like this little pocket, but we feed into like this massive school district that's like right here. So it feels like we're like worlds away when really we're right there. But so our our city feeds into three uh, elementaries. So you got one that is blonde hair, blue eyed. You got another one that's kind of like you know what i mean and then you got the one that we we're feeding into with the house that we bought and and man just like even when you ask the community cuz i know teachers i know principals i i like i talk to the superintendent like i'm on the board with him for the educational foundation and and man when you talk about just the different schools and the different uh <laughs> um what, what's the word dynamics or the different just the difference of the education of of all the teachers um, and the the um the thought process that they all bring man it's just it's 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 drastically different and that's why i'm so blessed that like the house that we purchased like it literally feeds into all the schools i want to go to and the crazy thing is so i don't know if it's good or bad the the city that we live in it only feeds into one middle school so mm. i'm like we're going to see all them kids mm-hmm. but just the thought process is going to be so different in mm-hmm. hand. and I'm just like i'm I'm thankful that that we ended up in this school um as opposed to the different ones man but that's that's just something that I don't think I don't think a lot of people uh take into consideration like getting that in but not not even I'm not even talking about like just dads but moms and dads in general like you don't understand how much that kindergarten first grade second grade class is really gonna Set your kid. You know what I mean? Like they yeah, grow up to make their own mind, but that foundation but is set.
2: But I, I think I think it's also too to be be cautious to know too, like it's largely our part, right? It's largely our part. Yeah. What do I mean? Kendall was in a diverse semi, very semi, very slivered diverse setting in daycare all the way up into elementary, meaning that we probably was the only Black family at one point in her daycare, right? And so um, I don't think that hindered who she was. I think it just put the work on us to make Mm -hmm. sure she was getting the exposure and the connections that she needed outside of where she were. And then when you send her to another place, I, I realized the most important thing for me, listen dads, parents, women who are listening. The most important thing for me, get them into the best school so that they can learn how to read, they can learn how to write, they can Mm. learn how to add, they can learn how to subtract, they can learn how to divide. If that's not the environment that you desire, there are uh, social groups and organizations that you can connect your kid with so that they can get that exposure. Like here we have um, um, the Deltas and the Deltas have... Tons of little events and tons of things, Little Swans. And uh, we have another thing, Fort Worth, uh, um, Little Swans. And so she's a part of that. So even though her, her experience into school has been not as diverse as we wanted it to be from zero to middle school, yeah. she still had some outside things to connect her to her culture, to connect her to her race, to have those crucial conversations.
1: But don't you want... Don't you want like you're teaching it at the house, yeah, but you want the environment that they're in to kind of reinforce the things that you've been teaching.
0: Oh and, yeah, and definitely you definitely
1: know, you do. Definitely so like, you like, do but no, see, I'm not gonna send my. I'm not moving to South Lake. Like, no, oh, well, like,
2: bro, but that's it, already it been, been that's no, already no, been like, given. South,
1: <laughs> South Lake is this area in DFW where you you can't buy a house for under seven hundred fifty thousand. Like, you just don't do that. And that's where all of the retired. NFL athletes and all that stuff. That's where they move. Uh, and yeah, and they all... Pay. Never mind, but I'm they not. have
2: already had racial issues that they have not re- tried to work on they resolving not. and still having issues. But DJ, this is what I'm saying. It's like the exposure and the things are great because you want your kid to get the best what, the, what they can have. Yes, do we want it to change? Absolutely. But at the same time now... So this is where I'm at. Now you're challenging teachers who don't know what their biases are to start understanding their biases and work through those things during the school year, and that's not acceptable to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's, yeah. I cannot sit my send my kid to your classroom and you're trying to figure out where you land on the racist paradigm <laughs> with my kid sitting in I your room. You know you? what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like like I, I just I, and I and that's what I don't I don't. I don't think that, I think we should have these conversations. I think we should, but that needs to happen during the summer, not during the school year. You know what I mean? That needs to happen to be able to step in and say it needs to change. But I remember growing up when a change needed to happen in the school, the parents made the change, not the yeah. counselor, not the uh, city council person, not the, we pushed them to make those changes. And I think we're just at the brink of seeing those changes come through, but we still have a lot of work to do, but we have to make sure we're fighting the fight in the right places. Like, yeah, I know you mad at your school, but is that a school issue? Is that a district issue or is right. that a state issue? Does it make sense? The yeah. textbook, the textbook is a state issue. You, you can talk to the yeah. district all you want to, and all they go just yes, the changes to the dish to the state, and the state is going to deny them until we go to the state as a as a family, as people, and say, hey, we demand change and we want change for education for our our people. So, Kevin, what you said really makes sense, and that
0: was what we were going through. And there was three main schools that we were going to choose from. There was school that she went to, which was the highest level education um, semi-diverse. Um, then there's a, a Afrocentric school that, you know, what comes with that. And then there is like a Spanish immersion school. So we wanted her to go to the Spanish schools because, you know, Spanish will, will do, will be a great thing for her to learn. We wanted her to go to the Afrocentric school because of, you know what I'm saying? But we knew that this school that we chose would be the best education. Um, and, and um, that's where we landed. That with that, I did make sense of it because we are culturally, a, we are around a lot of Black people. We just as you said, there's things around your community. We're heavily community based. With she has African dance. Um, she her daycare is Black, Black. You know what I'm saying? And when we have, and she has like um a lot yeah. of cousins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has yeah. a lot of cousins, so it's not like she won't be. She won't see any of us or our culture anytime. And she mm-hmm. she doesn't be she doesn't need to be soaked in it mm-hmm. every single moment. It would mm-hmm. be good for her to understand it, which is what we're gonna teach her. But her education is key right now. Mm-hmm. Um but there is something that lead led me to a question I want to ask y'all that brings it back to me. Um when was the first time that y'all had a black teacher?
2: Mm. I don't know. Well, you hadn't started, right? No,
0: I'm no, you're talking I'm about like, like us as individuals. I'm speaking like not your kids, but your you personally. When did you have a black teacher oh. and when did you have a black male teacher? Because I think that those things um are important to me in the in in the scheme of things because those people changed me. When I saw a black mm-hmm. teacher, um a black male teacher, I felt more comfortable and I'm more at ease. I didn't have to explain myself, mm-hmm. even as a kid. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask y'all
1: that. I'm gonna be real. Mm. I've uh I partied a lot of my life, so I don't really remember. <laughs> oh my uh, bad. <laughs> but uh there I remember in middle school there was a teacher, he's told he taught social studies, but I don't know if he was my teacher or not because I always saw him. You feel mm. me? Uh but his name was Mr. Shaw, and I can't recall whether I took his class or not. Um, so that's but that was like seventh, eighth.
0: 19. So he had no impact on you, though.
1: Know, clearly, no, not. no, no, no. Like, not like I can't, I, I can't think of like I the first person that wasn't in my family, uh, as far as impact that was a a black male that was my that was my sophomore year in high school. Uh, Coach Rubin. we started a step team at our school, and so, so Coach Rubin... Uh Coach Ruben and Coach Aaron, they were both Sigmas. Uh, shout out. Um, but they spent every day with us, and like we were just like we were it was we had three dudes on our team, bro. We were hot trash. <laughs> but like they <laughs> they were with us every day, just like pouring into us, and then um the sigmas had a um a high school mentorship program, kind of like the alphas, uh what, what is it, the alpha bows? Um mm-hmm. alpha yeah, and, and so they they poured into us and then so we joined like the the sigma betas in like the golf course region and then he like took us to like he took us to uh some of the hbcus to do like probates and things like that and he took us to uh he took us to new orleans to a conference which he probably shouldn't have but that's a whole <laughs> different other story but like, he, like they they were pouring into yeah. it you know what i mean like on a on a daily basis so i would say coach rubin coach aaron um, and then shout out to Mr. Hearn. Mr. Hearn, he was my uh, he was a black assistant principal. Uh, we're still Facebook friends right now uh, to this day. But um, he, I don't want to say he ever gave me a path, a pass. But it, it, if you were black and you got in trouble in high school, you went to go see Mr. Hearn because he was like your grandpa. Like he was gonna have that
2: conversation. With you, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: he was gonna have that conversation with you. Yeah.
2: What are you doing?
1: He was gonna help you get it right. So I don't I don't know if I had a teacher. Um that's still
2: coaches and assistant
1: principals. That was until high school.
2: Yeah. I I had my first black teacher in elementary school. Her name was Miss Jones. Me? Yes, Miss Jones. Miss Jones, fourth and fifth. I just wanted to make sure. I didn't want to make sure I left anybody out. But my principal was black, you know, and you know, but I grew huh in elementary? Yeah. 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 So my principal was black. So the um, uh, PE teacher was black um, and my fourth and fifth grade teacher was black. And I and the beautiful thing about that was uh, in fourth grade, you kept the teacher that you were with going into fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So I had Miss Jones for fourth grade and I had Miss Jones for fifth grade. But Miss Jones was the same person who taught us how to walk up and down the stairs. So you walk behind a girl and the girl and like literally like we would have to do this every day. Like if you see a woman coming down the stairs, you need to jump in front of her and make sure she taught us how to walk. Mm-hmm. I walk the, the guys walk on the outside just in case you car jump the curb. It hit you first. I don't get that. Like, but- <laughs> All right, I take I take the hit for it, right? Miss um, Jones taught us how to eat, and she just simply taught us how to eat at lunch, like mm-hmm. how to put your stuff out on the table and all that good jazz, like. And so that is the one person that I can think of that taught us the skills that we like social skills. You learned, you can't right write outside of that red line on that on the writing paper. If you do, you start all over. See, man, we were it was tough. But then also she taught us the social side of it, too. So we were getting educated and we were being social at the same time. The first time I had a male teacher was in middle school. The first time I had a black male teacher is in high school. So did it have an impact on me? I I would say yes and no. Um, Because I had, my my dad was in my life. So my dad was, a you know, he was always present. He was always available. Like, y'all, I didn't, I can't remember putting, I tell this story all the time. I don't remember putting on clothes in elementary school. I used to wake up, be dressed, (laughs) get on the bus, let's go. (laughs) Like, like, you know what I mean? So I've had that, I've I've always had that presence to where it was just enhanced when I got to high school. So a black male principal. Black football coaches, a black social studies teacher, you know, and it was just like, hey, it wasn't even like Kevin getting in line. It was like, you know better. I shouldn't have to. Do I need to call your dad? Nah, bro, we good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, and so and to me, that was the thing. I think for me, growing up in Houston and in, a, in a Houston Independent School District, I love the fact that it was already diverse. And yeah. Houston is already a diverse place, so you could be. I went to school downtown Houston. So, so about say, where
1: I, out of You on the north side, south
2: side? I lived on the southwest south side, so south southwest side of Houston. But where, I where went to school is
1: Southwest?
2: Harm Clark. Okay. Harm Clark, baby, yeah. Ain't that now? Just messing, but you, yeah, you Harm Clark. Southwest. I was like, oh, you from, you from A Leaf? Like what? Nah, bro, that's west side. Like Southwest is more like you know, I know, but
1: Harm- but they, they still they still. Cl- anyways, don't. Anyways.
2: That's a We're whole nother issue, bro. Listen, you trying to you trying to get me hot over here, man. But uh but but I grew up on a and, and just like where we are now and like you can have school of choice. You can go to the schools mm-hmm. that best fit you. And that's how our yeah. parents chose. Our parents mm-hmm. chose the schools that best fit us. And so we had to audition to stay in the magnet program. You had to audition for the middle school. So, that's what happens to me now as a parent, DJ. Now I'm like, okay, my, that's how I was raised. Let me put in the school, put her in the school that best fits her. So we chose right. Montessori because we wanted something that would bring out who she was, her character. That we realized who she was as a kid. After Montessori, we put her in Fort Worth Academy of Fine Arts because she was a, she's a singer, she's a dancer, she, she loves theater, she loves art. So we put her there. Now watch even though she was where she needed to be for her talent, she was not where she needed to be for her her academics. Like, bro, it was, our experience was not the best experience. Like, it was the best experience for her, but academically, we needed something better. So we allowed her to stay there until middle school. And then when middle school hit, we found the school that number one was diverse. And when I say diverse, bro, it's us. Us, sisters is in there. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, that's JoJo over there. Hey, Joe what Junebug at? You know what I mean? But I wanted that environment. I wanted that environment for her because that's real life. Real life is you're going to have some people who have really good and high experiences, and you're going to be in some places where you're going to have people who don't have the, such a great experiences. Yeah. But how do you navigate that? Because that's what the world is like when you go to college. I don't care what college you go to. You can go to Yale. You can go, it's going to be the same thing. Some people go be real high. Some people go be real low. You'll be like, man, how you got into this college? But they're there. And are you going to be their friend or you're not going to be their friend? And so those have been the challenges that I've been enjoying is, okay, so is that person really your friend? Is that person somebody you really need to have in your life? Is that person going down the same path as you? And then the conversations that come back into the house that we ain't even... Think that those were the conversations, but saying, okay, so with our family values, what do you think about that now? You know, with what that person is going through, how does that, because as a family, this is what we believe and this is what we think should be, then having those conversations. And so as they matriculate and grow, bro, I think it's, it's, it's our part as parents to help build they can be prepared for whatever they enter because that's what real life is, and it's your duty, it's our duty to make sure that they get the best start, the best opportunity. Yeah. I don't care how diverse it is. I don't, man, if you got to be the only little brown baby there, we go work through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that's gonna ensure that you get what you need to be successful,
1: right? I agree. Mm-hmm. DJ, I feel like you was waiting that whole time to jump in there.
0: I, I just, I, it was, everything he was saying was like making a lot of sense. When you brought the values, that's something that I had to remember that I need to make sure I set. I have my own personal and I have my own thoughts, but have I communicated those values with my daughter? Because those pillars that she leaves this house with, she has yeah. to understand those things when she's talking to people who have different values and different thoughts. Um, and, and the diversity in the culture, I want her to be able to know that people are different. And I feel mm-hmm. that with that, with that best education of the spot that she's getting at, she's going to get the different cultures and she'll also know herself. And I, mm-hmm. and as you were saying, that's how the world is. Yeah. There's going to be people that are, that are different. And I want her to understand one herself, know herself, love herself in those spaces which is a lot of work that has been going on (laughs) before we even start with school. Like it's been, it's been a drill, like the, the smallest things um, of, of her outfits. I let her, we, Mm. I give her choices. She picks out from the choices. And then we have a conversation. We like, I, I speak like, do you like your outfit? Do you feel that you look good? Do you, do you, do you feel cute before we leave here? Know that you feel this way and don't let anybody change you from what you feel about that. Yeah. Those things I'm trying Good. to equip her with before she gets into this world that's not gonna be on her side. She is a mm-hmm. sweet heart. She is a beautiful soul. And I know that the world is gonna shape and chip at that. Um so before it gets to that, I want her to know in herself that she does have a light and whatever school district she goes into or whatever. Whatever she goes into, she has to know that light is inside of her and that nobody can dim it, only she can dim that. And that's where that work, knowing where she's going and knowing what's going to be expected. We work on those interior and the mental things and and the values that you said just like struck me. Um, It goes along with everything I'm trying to make sure that we instill in her because it's very important.
1: Yeah. Thank y'all for yeah. tuning in. We'll see y'all next week.
0: <laughs> there you go. I'm there not
1: even gonna go. do it. Man. I, look, I can tell Kay was about to jump in there, so I had to jump in there before he kept talking.
2: <laughs> no, nah, you got it, Josh. You got something, bro? No, I absolutely did not. Oh, oh man, man. <laughs> but that's the but that's the truth. What you and what you realize, though over time is is those values start coming out. So, like, she's coming home crying. I'm like, "What you crying for, my friend? Her, her parents don't love her, and blah, 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 blah." And it's like, okay, so let's talk about this. What, what do yeah. you, what's going on? What's and then you will see that the person that you wanted them to be, or you know, that you're trying to pour into them. They might not, you know, hey, it don't show at home, right? Now she playing (laughs) Roblox and don't care what's going on. Like the dog needs some attention, but she doing her thing. But when they're out there in that environment, your values are starting to show up. What you're pouring into her is starting to show up. And then it's not going to even just be self-esteem for herself. It's going to be so much self-esteem in her where she is now uplifting other people. And she's being like that beaking that you've been trying to teach her to be. And I think that's the most important thing. Like there's, what I wanted to say too was there's a difference between race and culture. Mm -hmm. Race and racism is one thing. Culture Mm -hmm. is totally different. Yes. Black people have set the culture in America. Everything that you see in America is given by black people, but that's okay. Because, because I think sometimes we get mad when we see, Another race living in our culture. Does it make sense? And I uh oh, everybody froze on me. Y'all there? I'm just All there right. <laughs> here. But I, I think we do. We get mad because other races have ex, have taken our culture, done whatever they wanted to do with our culture, but then we also have this whole pillar of racism that we have to work through. Does it make sense? We have to make sure that we keep them kind of hey, this is culture, this is racism, this is racism and what I'm dealing with. Well, but it, it is, to me, it's two totally different things. It, it, it's totally different things because I've seen individuals who have loved the culture and aren't racist, but they just love the culture. And they might say some things you were like, man, hold on, bro. You know, bro, but it's not-
1: but don't try to sneak the culture and claim it as your own stuff, like on some slide
2: tip, like we're not gonna you catch you. It. Like, the, yeah, like, you got to respect the culture. Kim
1: Kardashian got box
2: braids. No! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. but, but, but definitely call them out. Like, respect the culture. Definitely respect the culture. But I also believe that we can't get caught up in the two. Uh, and I, you will see it, especially, bro, Josh, you go see it in all the dances. When they start doing hip hop and you bro, start seeing I, the competitions and you're don't, like... Don't get me started on dances. <laughs>
0: I want
2: you to start. Tell me the story What's your so, all, I want you to
1: start start. Down. so that's first thing. But I'm, just, I'm about because if I if I say this, this is just gonna set us all off and we're not gonna get nothing else accomplished. But my, my wife was she was telling me, uh, like I, I was doing something with the baby. I, I was putting her down for to bed last night, and she was out here with our toddler, and they was dancing. And my toddler, she said. Oh, Lord, Jesus help me. Like, I got one job as a father. I got one job. Keep him off the pole. <laughs> yeah, just... My wife told me that my toddler looked at her and said, put your hands on the ground and shake your booty. <laughs> where you been at? What? Put your hands on the ground and shake your booty. bro. I, I don't know where she'd be learning this stuff. Look, DJ. Because I'm really about to just... I'm I'm about to set up because we're not going to get nothing else accomplished. And this is a <laughs> but listen, a couple months ago, my daughter, my two-year-old, she was playing with her baby dolls and she likes to put them in the basket. Don't ask me why. That's what she does. And so she looked at one of her babies and she just like started yelling at me. My baby. She said, lay your ass down. You're getting on my last <laughs> nerve. And I said... I said, "Who told you that?" I said, "Did you hear that from Miss Jackie?" She was just like, "Yeah." So Miss Jackie's daycare, and so I asked Miss Jackie, <laughs> wow. I said, "Who you been cussing at?" She was just like, "Huh?" And so I told her. <laughs> daughter, she's like, "Oh my goodness." She's like, hey, "I'm so sorry." She was like, "I got this new girl." She's like, "She's been with me two weeks. She's been crying three days or three weeks straight." And she's like, "And I just I, I had a moment." And she's and her daughter works with her, and her daughter was just her daughter heard her, her daughter was like,
0: "Mama." And I was like, all
1: right, Miss Jackie. But I'm just like, this girl <laughs>
2: is too soaks up and everything.
0: And they will
1: and, tell uh, everybody that they're around. Yes. It'll come out. Yes. It'll come out in I'm their probably,
2: place.
1: I don't got nothing else. But
2: yes. <laughs> yes. But that's but that's why I think that's why it's so important that we understand like What we teach at home first is what we're teaching at home first that matters. I don't care what your school district is doing. I don't care what your school is doing. What you teach at home is what helps change the dynamic of the school. It helps what change shapes the community, and we all need to be teaching those things. We all need to be. We can't. We can't wait on the school to teach it. We can't wait on the. Listen. Especially in, the, especially in the age where we have testing, right? And we're like, man, the testing, the testing, the testing. Well, I understand we have testing, but there's still some things that we need to teach. Like one of the things that I keep telling my daughter is like, now we even gotten to the point, we got the books. Now we need to start, just stop buying the stuff and start utilizing it and start implementing it and start, you know, seeing if she knows the information and like teaching her outside of Martin Luther King, you know, and Frederick yeah. Douglass, like- You know, my favorite, my favorite all-time favorite is Mickey Leland. Don't nobody know anything about Mickey Leland, but Mickey Leland is a Houstonian who always took um, food overseas to Africa and delivered food. Only black man that actually did something like that on his own. But we have to start educating our kids so that they can know what the history is. But then not only that, make a community of something like that. You know, we don't have to wait just until February. We don't have to wait until Juneteenth. Man, history... African-American history is in everything. You see an establishment oh, of a city. Fine, bro. Yeah, man. You see an establishment of a city. I'm sure there's some African-Americans there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a story behind everything. Everything.
0: And we are a part of everything. I know y'all probably seen High on the Hog or
2: on on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't watched it yet
0: but there's so much history i thought it was just gonna be a a a food documentary but there's so much things that shows we are a part of every piece of history unrecorded everything that they have recorded for themselves and that's where as you said kev like we have to be able to give them that exposure that education and it's our responsibility we have to do that
2: yeah um establishing those historical black colleges tours. Like I remember going on those things. And if anyone, if we're really serious, all right, now I'm gonna get deep. If we're really serious about changing our educational trajectory, I think it would have to deal with the HBCUs. Number one, start sending our kids, more of our kids to the HBCUs, spending our dollars into the HBCUs. And then, Taking those HBCUs to create districts that will help represent the communities that we need. You know, you got mm. a T for instance, you have a TSU. Well, how can that TSU partner up with the school and provide it with the information and the support that it needs to be successful within its community? I mean, TSU is writing smack dad middle, fifth ward, sixth ward, like you're writing them smack So how can we take the the institution? from the institution into the streets. Because listen, I don't know about y'all, but any person that I've heard been to at HBCU says their experience has been great and they learned more about their history than they've ever learned. But how do we get that kind of tutelage back to our community? How do we get that kind of information established back in our communities established in our schools? And we just got work to do, bro. Like seriously, it's 2021 um, as fathers, as young people, as men of color, as parents of color, we can no longer sit on the sideline and complain about our education. We gotta get into the fighting game and we have to understand on which level, you know, that the that the fight needs to be fought on. Yeah, that's, I, a, I,
1: that's a whole nother, go ahead, DJ.
0: So I, up here in Ohio, I'm from Dayton. So by by us, there's Wilberforce and there's Central State, two HBCUs across the street from each other. I went to a summer camp at Central State which exposed me to, I mean, it's summer, so it wasn't that many people there, but it still let me see that there is a space for us to thrive in. And I got to see the people who were there during the summer, it's the track, the bands. I got to see all those people, got to hear the sounds. And then I went on an HBC tour. All that stuff really made a change. I didn't go to an HBCU, but it still exposed me to what life could be like. And mm-hmm. I always had those thoughts of like, Man, I wish. And I I wanna be able to get my, my daughter into HBCU, whatever she chooses. But like that was that would be the direction because the community that is there that comes that goes beyond school, that goes yeah. along with your lifestyle and you, your education and your history. And then every school has their own personal history. They have their own people that came from there that yeah. that made history that yeah. you really get to hear about. And I think that if we can, as you said, get them into our community early and and just get a, a fast track to to going to there, I think that would be a, a powerful thing to do. Bro, Definitely. This,
1: this generation uh, is, like, so much more aware of those opportunities than we were. Because, like, I'm going to be real. Like, I went to... My uncle and my brother both went to... H, they went to HBU's. Uh, and, like, I, I went to the school. Like, I went to the campus before I even went to college, and I was just like, nah, this ain't for me. But that was the only one that I knew. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I didn't, because I was looking for the campus. Like, I Mm -hmm. wanted a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted. And so, had I known that there were other options, uh, you know what I mean, I I probably wasn't going to get into Howard, but, you know, there's other (laughs) decent options that are out there. Um, But, man, these kids these days, um, they're so much more aware and knowledgeable than we were. Uh, when we went to school. And so I think you, you're already starting to see the shift and yeah. and, and like it or not, athletics is going to lead the way. And so you look yeah. at Deion Sanders going to Jackson state, you know, yeah. you look at um, Mikey looking at HBCUs um, wanting to go to play basketball. You look at what uh, North Carolina A&T has been doing in track and field, bro. They were just in uh, the NCAA championships this past weekend bro they won the four by four hundred uh four by they set a record uh yeah but not only that but then uh Lil mama <laughs> ran the 100 and 200 smoked USC Alabama Oregon Bro, she kills it and but mm-hmm. like they they've been doing that for a while and now you're finally see it, starting to see it on a larger scale but then you also look at you know what um what uh Wiley College is doing with their debaters like killing it on, on in, in that atmosphere too and so now you're starting to see it on a larger scale um mm-hmm. and so i think athletics um and these extra extracurricular activities are, are really going to set the tone and then mm-hmm. we were not even trying to get into this but we got to go man because we didn't hit three different podcasts in this <laughs> and bro, i'm
0: big
1: on <laughs> no well, for real I, i'm i'm big on not discounting or discrediting a topic um By 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 just carrying it on. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, yo, like I want to have some people back and and talk about this because I didn't get to experience this. Um, you know, I went to PWI with Kev. Um, but I I mean, I think this conversation needs to be talked about. I just had this conversation. I I lead the uh audiovisual department at my church. And the my my right-hand man, she's a high school kid and she just graduated. And so she was debating whether she was gonna go to Southern or she was gonna go to OU. And bro, we had like some conversations like about it, mm-hmm. and we like <laughs> we had some conversation. Like we was having conversations, that, like she wasn't even having it with her parents because I was I was telling her dad after I was like, "Yo, we just talked about this," and he was like, "Good, good." He's like, "I appreciate you." And bro, these are we need to talk about this, anyways. Yeah, yeah it needs
0: to be exposed more. I, um, exactly, that I think it needs to be. There needs to be more of us on TV. And the colleges, there needs to be a, a sports channel that's directly for HBCUs that is predominant. Like ESPN needs to show more of this. There's a lot of systematic things that are preventing us to be seen and known. Also, but also that's that's a deeper conversation. Yeah. But yes, that is what really, I want. Here's
1: the thing: here's the thing. Now that we get we we got the internet, we don't we don't.
2: But it's still. Internet. But it's yeah. but it's it's still it's. It's still access right because this is this is what i'm frustrated with when, when you're talking about ESPN how hard is it for they the schools are broadcasting via internet like they, you can watch their games via internet it's just hard to get to it but how hard is it for ESPN just to pipe that feed into their system to, that they're showing all of the Bro, you're already making millions of dollars. Any, any sport, anything it, it sport, does, jump on it, the TV. It's all about and the I, money it. That's, that's I get it. I
1: get it. That's why the SEC is the best. But no, the SEC got the most money.
2: Get out of my face. Exactly. I get it. But that's, like you said, that's what's going to get. So when we get our stars to stop going to these schools yeah. and get to them Mike. to start going to the HBCUs, the money will flow, right? Because yeah. now my, the people want to.
1: Where's he planning on going? Do y'all I, know make is?
2: Uh-uh, I hadn't checked.
1: You don't know who Mikey is? Uh-uh. So my, Mikey's the number one, like, he's been, like, one of the top recruits for, like, the last... My man don't graduate high school for, like, another two years, Dang. but he's been one of the number one recruits for, like, the last four years. Mm. Um, He's got an offer from pretty... He could go anywhere he wants to. And in the last year, he's finally started talking about, like, yo, he's like, why am I going to go make all these... PWI is more money. He was just like, yo, he's like, I'm, I'm entertaining, you know, HBCUs. Like, like, let's talk. And so what you're going to start seeing, what you've, what you've already started to see. And if, if you pay attention next year, bro, like they, those schools are coming. Mm -hmm. Like HBCU, they like, they got, they got some ballers. And so you're going to start seeing that shift. Um, Mm -hmm. Even, even with, uh, uh, football too. Like Cam Newton's little brother,
2: you know what I'm saying? He went to Howard. But anyways, man, But let, it, look, it's let's get out It's of here. the so shift. It's the shift. It, it got to happen, bro. It got to happen. But it starts at the home because, yeah. again, there's somebody in those homes that cares about the student and that sees the opportunity for that student because I guarantee you there could even be more athletes going to these schools if somebody was just talking to them. And not every kid has that access. And, and I think one of the things, DJ, that you realize as your kid starts progressing is mm-hmm. that She's going to be more well-off than some of the other kids are going to be, right? It's America in 2021. These situations ain't cared about your color, your <laughs> skin tone, nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's and that's the beauty of, that. I think that's the beauty of where we are today. Like back then, it affected one culture. It affected one race. Now, it's affecting so many people. They just don't know what to do. We've been dealing with it for so long. We know how to navigate it, but it's hitting them. And they're like, oh, my God, what do we do? <laughs> you know, sound the alarms. And we're like, hey, <laughs> calm down. You just going to be without with what you need, you know, and let yeah. us redirect. And so we really do need, especially fathers, show up to your schools. Show up. Show your face. Let them know you're involved. We get it. You go to work early. Pick them up. Pick them up in the afternoon. Like, be involved so that they can see that. Not only is just the parent, the mama, the mama is the one that cares, but the dad that's present and he, and when, listen, my wife went to some of the teacher conferences, I went and I didn't say anything, but when I spoke, we made some changes happen. Why? Because, because we, we will only tolerate so many things. Does that make sense? And when a man is passionate about his kids and he wants to be heard, they see that passion and they're more Willing to make a move.
0: I agree.
1: Noted. DJ, what you got, man? Final thoughts.
0: Uh, I, I active activity um, in in the house is is super important. And and Kev, I'm going to be coming to you this first year of kindergarten. I'm gonna need your assistance on, uh, hey, what do I do next? You know what I'm saying? Because (laughs) I I gotta look to my people that has been there before. Because I'm getting educated as much as she's getting educated. It's just on different Mm -hmm. levels. I don't know it all, but I need to know to how to equip her. So uh, I'm with it.
1: Kev, I'm coming to you when uh, we start doing this new math because. Well, Don't come to me plus 2 is 4. Don't is. come
2: to me, come to Miss Bergantz cuz uh I'm a, I'm gonna do the old school way, bro. I'm gonna do straight up. That's how you get it. That's <laughs> how you get it. That's how my dad no, does. he
1: has two. Why are you yelling? I'm not gonna get it right. <laughs> <laughs> if Johnny got three apples and two, how many does he
2: have? <laughs> <If> John... <laughs> Yo, look, you look, you got to count those sticks, you got to start adding them sticks up, bro. <laughs> listen, for me, man, go ahead, Kev. Man, for me, man, I think. Oh, all um, of this... I didn't even
1: let you go. My bad. I you didn't.
2: That's why I just jumped in because you was about to shut it down. I listen, do I know. think all of this is great and I really think it's important because. We carry our culture. We carry our culture. And I think one thing as a family, we need to get back to family reunions. Understand where your mm. family comes from. Another
0: like, understand topic.
2: who's in your family. Understand. And, you know, it's something that just resonated with my heart just recently because I was just thinking about, man, when was the last time I was with my whole family? You know what I mean? Um, but I think those is where we get those stories, culture, um. You know, that's where that's. Yeah. All that stuff. That's where that stuff comes from. And we have to get back to being family oriented. We have to get back to telling the stories and and be present. Be present when it counts. Don't be present and tell the teacher, stop calling y'all when your kid is in trouble. Call me when they're great. Call me when there's a, something else that I can do and be that voice uh, for that. So um, we are the first teachers in our household. Um, and when it comes to the true history, we have to unlock that. And if you don't, listen, you might be sitting there saying, well, I don't even know my true history. I don't know what's real. I don't know. Man, that's OK. Learn together. Learn together. Get the books. um, Go visit D.C. Go take road trips. I'm sure in, in your community in Ohio where you are, DJ, I'm sure there's tons of history you could just go racing. and sh- yeah, like, come on, man. There's tons of history you could show. For us, we have no... Man, you go to Houston, Emancipation Park, all of the communities that were established from Juneteenth. You know what I mean? All of the history that's there in Galveston, all the way up. Like We live in a state that we never take our kids to explain it to them. So we are the first teachers. Make sure we do our part and teach our kids before anybody else have an opportunity to teach them. For sure. <laughs>
1: Boom, sakalaka. That's it. Yo.
0: Appreciate you guys, Yo, <laughs> I could have did this for bread. hours. I could have did this for hours. Y'all had so many topics on. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Like, you, sure. You're not the
1: first person to say that. Like, there's so many yeah. of y'all that say like, oh, I could have talked for hours. I don't need y'all to talk for hours. I know. I know. I need, <laughs> God. I need y'all to give me like... I, look, I don't need you to play the whole game and then three overtimes. I need like a solid three quarters and we can just shut it down. Shut it down.
0: A cool. fire feature. Hot 16 bars. <laughs> and get up out of here.
1: <laughs> Yo, man, I appreciate you guys. Until next week, man. YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Give us likes. Give us comments. Share it with your friends. One, two, three. Share with three people. Um, until next week, y'all. Take care. Peace.